Should you stop eating fish? Kind of an interesting question coming from me, someone who always touts that you should eat more seafood. Well, stick around. I'm going to dive in to a couple reasons why you should continue to eat more seafood. But you should also ask the question, should you stop eating seafood? You never really know what keeps people awake at night. I only know what keeps me awake at night. And recently I've been working on some art to support plastic pollution awareness. Jellyfish swarms with acrylic gemstones to represent microbeads. Uh, My Octavia, the octopus series that has to do with plastic pollution. So when I'm really deeply enmeshed in those projects, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning thinking about plastic pollution and how much plastic is in the seafood that we eat and in the oceans and what can I do? What's my part? Should I stop eating fish? I can't stop eating fish for a couple of reasons. One, I truly believe that it's one of the most sustainable proteins in the world. We need protein to survive. This year, I'm turning 60 years old. I need a lot of protein as an active, mature woman. One of the ways that I get my protein is seafood, because seafood is very easy for me to digest, especially with my recent cancer surgery that created a whole new digestive system for me. And also, I've always felt that even without the cancer, that seafood is one of the healthiest proteins to eat. It's certainly in terms of farmed fish, one of the most efficient forms of sustainable protein that we can eat. So should you stop eating fish is a personal question. I remember when the BP oil spill happened in the Gulf of Mexico, the balls and balls and balls of oil were washing up on the ocean and the shoreline. It's hard not to envision that that oil, and worse, the dispersant that was used to break up the oil, doesn't affect seafood, the shellfish, the fish. They're ingesting, that's what they eat. (laughs) That's what they swim in. That's their world. So yeah, it's a little bit of a concern. The microbeads is more of a concern because we can't see that. They're so tiny. That big plastic patch, the big garbage patches that we see floating on top of the surface are really a huge problem. What's underneath the patch is more alarming because that plastic tends to break up and disperse through the oceans in little micro beads. So I don't have a clear-cut answer. Let's go there. I don't have the answer to you. It's a personal choice whether you decide to stop eating fish or not. Several people believe you should only eat wild fish. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm an advocate of of sustainable aquaculture. And I don't believe that the solution to feeding the growing global population is to continue to eat only wild fish. Wild fish industries, while they are healthy and well-managed, 
are still a limited resource. We need aquaculture to supplement our wild fish populations. As someone who lives in Western Kentucky, wild fish is only accessible to me if I fly it in. And let me tell you, it gets expensive. And that's a privilege. I always think about the people who can't afford to fly fish in, who only have $20 at the end of the week to feed a family of three or even one. Imagine if you had children and you had no money to feed your kids. You wouldn't be buying expensive fish, whether it's farmed or wild. Fortunately, there are numerous ways to eat seafood, not just wild fish caught off the boat, not just farmed in Vietnam and frozen and then sold at the high-end retail stores. You could buy fish in a can. You can buy fish in a pouch. You can buy fish. This sounds very like Dr. Susie, which, um, which I, which I is not my intention. <laughs> but you can find ways to add more seafood to your diet. When I was talking with the folks at Aquademia Podcast, we talked about seafood for the people, which is, I think is a kind of a clever little turn on words because people don't have the time or money to eat seafood twice a week, three times a week. I eat seafood a lot more than that. I eat quite a bit of seafood. But I always eat the best seafood that I can afford. And sometimes that means going to the local Kroger and buying farmed catfish, which I absolutely love. So what I do with my catfish is I take a a little bit of flour and some seafood seasoning and garlic. I always love to have garlic powder on hand because I can't tolerate regular garlic anymore or onions for that matter. Um, So I always have onion and garlic powder because I love those flavors and they really enhance seafood. So I put that all in a baggie, pat my fish dry, put the fish in the baggie and shake it up and then shake all the excess off. Then I just crank up the heat on a skillet to medium, drop some butter, maybe a tablespoon or two, plus a little splash of oil because that helps the butter not burn. When the butter foams and it's just starting to caramelize, that's when you put the fish in the pan. And so a catfish fillet, they're so thin, they're not a half an inch, maybe three quarters of an inch. So you're cooking uh, maybe three minutes, three and a half minutes, turn it over, another three and a half minutes, you are done. Simple, easy, toss it on a salad. Well, you don't literally toss it, but (laughs) place it on top of a salad, some mixed greens, maybe some ranch dressing because I'm from Pittsburgh. Everybody I know loves ranch dressing. My husband is not from Pittsburgh, but he loves ranch dressing. I'm betting somebody in your family loves a buttermilk ranch dressing. So that's a really nice compliment to that spicy kind of seafood seasoning, which is garlic and paprika and oregano and onion and salt and pepper, all good stuff. One of the things I like about fish farming that I wanted to share with you is there are several types of fish farming that you might like to be aware of because I think it's hard to conceptually think about fish in a farm. What we see a lot in the news is all of the bad things about aquaculture. We see the fish pens or an escaped fish pen, but there are indoor fish farms also, recirculating aquaculture systems. We call them RAS. It's a more efficient and sustainable way to grow fish. 
There's no escapement. There's little disease. Um, fish can grow very, very efficiently. People get concerned with like the fish being crowded in a pen, but fish are the type of species that swim together. It's pretty rare that you see a lone fish out there swimming around. Usually they're in a school. That's why they call it a school of fish. So that's a natural kind of environment for them to grow. One of the challenges with growing fish, whether it's indoors in a pen or somewhere else, in a hatchery, for instance, a raceway, these are the types of uh, aquaculture systems, is fish feed. Fish feed um, has been a challenge in the farm fishing industry for decades. Some of the solutions on the market for fish feed include anchovy fish meal, soy, activated brewery waste, spirulina, and red seaweed. Insects are another new solution on the market. Now, the challenge with many of these options are they're not scalable to market right now. And while the feed conversion ratio for fish is is incredible, meaning how much fish does it take to produce another pound of fish, so we call it fish in, fish out, F-I-F-O, the best conversion ratio for farmed protein is fish by far. And so the typical feed conversion ratio is anywhere from one to two to four pounds in, four pounds being on the high end and not efficient one, but mostly it's one pound to one and a half pounds of fish going in to produce one pound going out. That's an incredible feed conversion ratio. So there's that. There's an integrated multi-tropic aquaculture systems, which is an ocean farm that creates a symbiotic relationship between fish, mussels, and seaweed. It's super efficient and self-sustaining. So what happens is there are long lines from the top of the water running down through the water line, and the mussels grow on ropes, and the seaweed grows on ropes, and then the fish come in, and it creates a natural environment for wild fish and farm fish. It's a win-win. Lastly, we have fish bots. That's right. Robotic fish swim with the farmed fish to collect data on fish behavior, waste, and disease. It's pretty cool. We can't continue to only eat wild fish, and we shouldn't only eat aquaculture. We need both, but it depends on where you live. We should talk less about what we should and shouldn't eat and more availability and accessibility. Those are the two things that are much more important. So, should you stop eating fish? That's a question you have to decide. I'm making catfish for dinner tonight. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening to Greenfish Blue Oceans. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out at MaureenCBerry.com. Until next time, stay safe. Talk soon.